brought to you by Fruitnet Media. This is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, today, let's talk lemons. We heard at last week's Global Citrus Congress that lemon sales have been growing fast in recent years. Demand is up all over the world. Why is that? And what does this mean for the lemon sector? To discuss lemons, I'm delighted to be joined down the line from his offices in Buenos Aires in Argentina by Juan Martin Hilbert of San Miguel. Juan Martin, welcome to Fruitbox. Hello, Chris. It's an honor to be here. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor for you to be on, on today's um, episode, Juan Martin. Now, you're very well placed to talk about lemons because San Miguel, the company you work for, is the world's largest single grower of lemons. We say in English, life gave you lemons, and you've made a fantastic business from them. T tell me a bit more about you and, and about uh, San Miguel. So uh, thank you very much again for being here. It's amazing how you pronounce San Miguel and my name. <laughs> uh, congratulations about that. Um, so San Miguel has uh, 65 years, so it's a, it's a long-standing company. Uh, that has been with lemons all, all its uh, corporate life, of course. Uh, and 20 years ago, um, we saw, well, on the, the company owner saw that we had to expand internationally. So, so first it was for Uruguay, then South Africa back in 20, 2008, and then in 2017 to Peru. So we, we, of course, lemons are still the largest product that we produce. It's more or less 35% of our portfolio. But we also do other commodities like mandarins, like uh, like avocados, like grapes. But lemons is still the largest one. And, and being able to be multi-origin, like in Argentina, in Uruguay, in South Africa, helps us a lot to, to complement our production from one origin to the other and be able to service uh, retailers around the world in the off-season. Of course, like in Europe, where we where you are, it's the Spanish season mainly during most of the year. And then we kick in with uh, with uh, Argentina, then South Africa and a little bit of Uruguay. But, but you're being a bit modest here, Juan Martín, because San Miguel is the, is the largest, the world, largest single producer of lemons anywhere in the world. That's right. Yeah. How much do you produce? Yeah, we, we are quite big. As you know, we have two business. Uh, we have the fresh fruit and we have the processing side. So between the two of them, we do... 213 metric uh, thousand metric tons um, from which 30% more or less is fresh and the rest is processing. Um, Argentina is a big processing uh, site for lemons. And, and you, Juan Martín, you're the commercial director on the fresh side, that's right. I'm the commercial director for the fresh side of the business, yeah. That is uh, around 60, 70% of the turnover of the company is fresh. And then the other is the processing. You need to process a lot of lemons in order to have enough uh, essential oil for the big beverages companies. Okay. Uh, that's that's the main business currently for the natural ingredients. 
And hopefully we can expand to other items as well that are, the lemon has a lot of properties and, and we can expand for, for more uses of juices or peel or the, the zest and, and whatever. Well, lemons are a, friend, a fantastic product. And I think it's true to say that lemons have been a real success story over the last decade. We've, why, why do you think we've seen this growth in, in demand for lemons? Um, is it like so much else today? Is it because it's been driven by an increase in interest in, in Asia? Is it that consumers in Asia have just kind of discovered lemons for the first time? Uh, was it, I mean, I read about this this famous diet in Japan that lemons, eat, eating or increasing your consumption of lemons could help you lose weight more easily. Is, is that what's <laughs> driven the, the, the craze, if you can, for lemons over the last uh, 10 years? Actually, something is very interesting. Lemons are, or all citrus is from Asia. Um, Eight million years ago, like something very, very long time ago, uh, in the Himalayas, in the province of Yunnan in China that borders with Myanmar and India, there's an interesting study uh, that is published in the journal Nature that I recommend. Uh, it shows all the all the story and all the links where where lemons, mandarins, especially mandarins, uh, came. The first fruit was the, was the pumelo, and then from there it mixed with other things and it becomes the lemons, the mandarins. So in terms of Asia, um, yes, there was a very big program in Japan and in China, uh, not so long ago, maybe in China was seven years ago, showing that the consumption of lemons uh, was uh, very helpful for, for losing weight and having a lot of health benefits. And there was a surge, an explosion in the consumption of lemons, especially in China. Not, not so much in Japan. In Japan, it's always very stable. But in China, it was amazing. Prices were skyrocketing. And in the province of, uh, well, Yunnan as well, but in the province of Sichuan, that is the main province of production of lemons, the production exploded. I, I went there several times, and you can see lemon trees in the border of the road. Like, they there. <laughs> producing lemons everywhere. And consumption, of course, was had a big jump in China, but the local production also catch up. So currently, yes, there's a big consumption in Asia, but it's a big consumption worldwide. I would say that people are switching for beverages, like carbonated beverages into a lemonade or having a dream that I have is like every single person of the world can have a, a lemon water in the morning. Um, Having water without lemon is already a big thing for you to have once you wake up. Adding lemon that has a lot of properties, uh, it's even better. Um, so, so I think a lot of people that I know of worldwide are getting used to having lemonade or having lemon water in the morning. And, and that drive is helping the, the, the consumption of lemons. That is still low. Uh, if you compare with other items, it's still, still very low. Uh, I have some notes here. The consumption per capita in the U.S. is only two kilograms per, per person uh, per year, uh, whereas in Europe is more than 3.4. Uh, and also there's a big fight between the lemon and the lime. We were joking uh, if gin tonic is made with limes or with lemons. And some people say with limes, some people say with lemons. So maybe we need to make... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a promotion of gin tonic with, with lemons. 
So yes, indeed, there's a there's a big jump in the consumption of lemons, but the supply is catching up and sometimes even overtaking the demand in some months of the year. Uh, so that's that's a challenge for the industry. <clears throat> you, you talk about supply there, and you mentioned a moment ago that uh, um, San Miguel has become a grower outside Argentina, which is where your uh, your history is from going back 65 years, as you said. And you've started in Uruguay and in South Africa and, and now more recently in, in Peru uh, as well. Uh, are you going to remain in, as it were, the Southern Hemisphere or when are you going to start becoming a producer in the Northern Hemisphere too? That's a very good question, Chris. Um... We've been we've been thinking about well we had a five year plan that just finished that we wanted to be consolidating the southern hemisphere in order to match the off season and be able to supply our customers around the world. Then the second stage that we are working on is uh, being closer to the consumer. Um, now I think that we think that the power is shifting and we need to be very close to the consumer to give a, a very good product fresh all year round. Uh, and some retailers really need that. We work with several of them, of the largest ones, and they ask us fruit for two, 12 months in, in a row, not just in the off-season. So to answer your question, we are thinking about that, but it's not our priority. Our first step would be to settle ourselves in another hemisphere with offices, with commercial offices, with people from our company, good people. Uh, I, was, I was reading a, an interesting management book that said, uh, from Jim Collins, I don't know if you know, the good to great. And he was saying, you need to have the right people. And in the fruit business, you know how important people are. Uh, they're, they're having the right people in the right uh, geographies. So we just opened the office in, in Spain, in Seville and in Valencia. We opened an office in Shanghai and soon to be open in, in Philadelphia. We need to be close to the customers there. And if they need us to produce in the Northern Hemisphere, it's definitely something that we can work on. And this is about uh, a question of, of them and you wanting to shorten your supply chain and get as close to the market as possible. What is the advantage of that, in, in your opinion? Is that fresher fruit, better tasting fruit? Yeah, as you know, we sell fresh fruit. Uh, and we were junky with one of the receivers in Spain uh, that we were shipping. We had a lot of logistics issues this year uh, that are well, you, you talked about in, in, in other episodes. Um, it's, it's really crazy how we shipped a lemon from Argentina or from South Africa all the way to Rotterdam. And then there's a, a glut there. Then from Rotterdam goes to France, to Spain, to Portugal. So the fruit is not fresh anymore. <laughs> it's just fruit. <laughs> so we need to make sure that the that the retailer has the, the, the right fruit at the right moment and the right freshness. Lemons are very versatile, so they can stay up to 90, 100 days uh, in, a, in a cold storage. But we, we need to supply regularly the right product and, the, and, and, and fresh. So in order to do that, uh, we believe that we need to control the, the, the supply on the other end too. And uh, just a, a comment on logistics. Just yesterday, the, our last containers in the West Coast of the US were released. Uh, I'm talking about mandarins, but uh, st still the logistic situation worldwide is critical. And we need to be very careful how to manage the fresh fruit from, from now on, maybe in the coming year and the, and the next two years. Mm -hmm. 
So being in the other end will help us to to reach the consumer in a better way. And I, I know as a consumer, I mean, when you get a, a, a great tasting lemon, you really f- notice the difference and you notice the difference when the lemon is kind of tired. Uh, it just, I don't know, there's, there's a flavor, something about the flavor that, that uh, is, is quite different. Now, tell me what's happening in, in the varietal space. Um, I mean, there are new varieties of grapefruit out there with a different flavor profile. Do you see that as a way forward for lemons too? I mean, there are lots of already kind of lemon types. And I think of those wonderful Amalfi types from Southern Italy, uh, and you can eat them almost, well, you eat the whole fruit, uh, even the peel. Do you see this as a, as a way forward for, for the lemon business? Absolutely, Chris. We need to be very careful which varieties. Uh, as for, for many years, um, the lemon has been lemon, just the, the yellow piece of fruit with a certain size that many people call Eureka because it's a typical variety, but very similar to that is the Lisbon or Geneva, or the, there are other varieties that are very similar. In, in, in Spain, they have the Fino, in Turkey, they have Interdonato, but it's a similar lemon. Then uh, we have the Mayer lemon that is a... Uh, it's a very interesting piece of fruit. It turns orange when it's old, so it's very, very easy to notice if it's it's old or new. Uh, it's a bit sweeter. It's not so so bitter. But to be frank, it doesn't really work. The people are are asking for a normal lemon, but something that is changing in terms of consumption is seedless versus seeded. Okay, that's a big thing that that is changing. Um, and together with uh, with BioGold and the, our friends of AMB and Wonderful, um, we we are one of the producers, the main producers of seedless lemons in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we we sell as lemon gold together with the system that we work with there. Um, and well, in in the US, even those from South Africa on the region that we are, we cannot export to the US. Wonderful has also some seedless varieties that they are selling as as wonderful seedless lemons. Um, And I believe that's a a big push for the lemon category, the seedless, because when you squeeze a lemon on your your morning lemon, sorry, you want to have you don't want to have seeds on your on your drink, mm-hmm. um, and then another push is the organic. Of course, um, we we've been leaders in the chemical free in Europe. There's a big thing going on with the non post harvest treatment because when you use the peel, you don't want to contaminate your drink. But then in the US, it's more towards the organic. Um, so we are working on on special techniques in order to ship organic fruit on long transit times. That that's that's a, that's the challenge, but I believe between the seedless, organic, chem-free, that's where the lemon uh, category is going. I don't think special new varieties like mayo or the ones that you were mentioning. I don't think producing them on on a large volume is a is, is a possibility at the moment. But but all of this is 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 about trying to get lemons out of that commodity trap that they're in danger, or they perhaps may have fallen fallen into it, namely that your prices go down, therefore you need to kind of produce more, sell more just to keep the business sustainable. Is, is that one of the key issues for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're right. Uh, I, we are worried as a producer of lemons in, in, in several origins. We are very worried about that situation going on. Um, and we appreciate the fact that Ilimpo is doing this uh, 
this lemon promotion, welcome to the lemon age. I think that helps the, the evolution. And from Argentina and from San Miguel, we are uh, do, we created a marketing uh, a marketing uh, side of the business in, in in Argentina in our team in our corporate team in order to elaborate uh, promotions uh, worldwide for the lemon category. And that doesn't mean that we are promoting San Miguel lemons or Argentina lemons. No, we promote lemons as they come. Uh, just lately, we finished designing a, an augmented reality promotion for one of the main retailers in the US. Um, that the idea is for the consumer to get into the store or the shop, as you say, <laughs> um, and to see, the, uh, of course, a QR code or something to jump into the into the mobile phone, and then in the store you would see little lemons jumping around that each of the lemons there are five uh, five characters and each character has something to tell you about the lemon so one is a nutritionist and it gives you all the benefits of eating lemons the other one is a i don't know a sportsman and it tells you that it's very isotonic so it's better to have lemon water than other drinks after sport and in order to increase the awareness of the category because Lemon is a is a product that you easily forget buying. Everybody loves lemons. Like it's very difficult for, to find people that don't like lemons. But when they go to for doing groceries, they forget about buying lemons. So if you can increase the awareness, even doing it online in the you know in an online store that we are also planning some augmented reality in in the e-commerce on the physical stores, is something that will make lemons be part of the groceries that people do every day and then from there we need to increase the consumption giving ideas of i don't know it's not only for a salad it's also for a lemon water it's also for a lemonade um and and as you i, I don't know if you heard but the last year to, to uh, 2021 we saw a, a steep surge in the consumption of lemons in the food service food service in the us is almost two thirds of the consumption of lemons. So when the COVID hit last year in 2020, it was a disaster. Lemon consumption dropped dramatically because the restaurants were closed. But people started doing recipes at home with lemons. And then when the reopening came with the vaccines, the food service started ordering a lot of lemons and people at home were also eating a lot of lemons because they were used to cooking with lemons that they bought in the in the grocery store so the the consumption in the us for lemons in our season jumped 20 percent in 2021 wow. so we believe that by changing some uh, or gaining more awareness of the category we we can make the the, the consumption of lemons grow and not necessarily by price it's also we, we have a lot of studies showing that lemon the, the lemon consumption the, is, is inelastic. So if you increase the price or you drop the price, the consumption doesn't really change. What changes the consumption is the, the culture or the, the awareness of the category, but not really the price. I don't buy more lemons because they are cheap. Uh, whereas in other categories like mandarins, for example, or avocados, yes, they, they are more elastic. Um, so we are working on that and we believe being, as you say, the leader in production of lemons worldwide, we need to, to be the one pushing the ball and kicking the ball and, and make sure that these promotions happen worldwide. 
uh, and we invite all the growers around the world to join this effort. We are not uh, putting San Miguel uh, lemons as, as something uh, special. We want the whole category to, to grow. That's fantastic news. And, uh, and I'm glad you've chosen Fruitbox to come and talk to us uh, about this, not just because I'm a regular eater of lemons, and they are uh, on my shopping list every time I go to the supermarket, I will now start having to drink the water that I drink with a slice of lemon <laughs> or more in there. Um, I, I was interested, you, you were telling me uh, before, Juan Martin, that, that you've become a regular listen, listener to, to Fruitbox. I'd kind of like to know why. What is it that you, is it, is it because you learn from the experiences of others in the business and the way that you're sharing now? And, and why do you think that matters? Yeah, first of all, congratulations for Fruitbox. It was a great idea. It was a great companion, companion during the, the pandemic. And we hope to continue listening to this uh, podcast uh, in our ride anywhere <laughs> around the world. Uh, I had the chance to go to, to the U.S. in May. And I was driving through California, and well, I love California. That's that place in the world is is amazing. Uh, and listening to Fruitbox, and I, I remember like it, it was a very good companion on the road. Uh, and it's difficult to find good, uh, relevant information about uh, fruit, the fruit industry, um, that you can listen and you and you can trust. And and I believe Fruitbox is 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 a great idea where everyone everyone can go tap on on a, one of the episodes one that i really enjoyed was the one of camposol of jose antonio i really like that company how they change it how they turn around like they were doing different stuff and they started growing avocados blueberries it's really amazing how to how they did it uh, and another one that i really liked was the, was the episode of phil lampert about the retail business in, in the united states uh, Yes, yes. Uh, the grocery stores. I, I, I really, really enjoyed that episode, and I listened twice uh, because there was a, a good, a lot of relevant information that he was sharing. Um, and there are a lot. There are a lot. So congratulations about that. I heard also the Asia one. Um, I don't know if I told you, but I, I lived in China for many years before, uh, and I'm especially interested in, in the developments in Asia. And you have a very good team there. So congratulations as well. Thank you, Juan Martin. That's very, very kind of you. I didn't expect uh, those kind of plaudits from you, but it's uh, great to hear. And, and, and I'm really pleased that you found, you found it a great companion through the, through the pandemic and that you'll find it, I hope, a great companion in future, because I think it is all about sharing. I would just say the next time you're driving the roads of California, that there are other uh, much more musical things that you can listen to <laughs> and other podcasts and radio stations that you must listen to. And um, anyway, that's great. And, I, and I'm really glad to hear that. And thank you so much for coming on today. It's uh, the 15 minutes are up and I'm afraid, as the saying goes, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined today from his offices in Buenos Aires by Juan Martin um, Hilbert of San Miguel. Thank you so much for joining me today on Fruitbox, Juan Martin. Thank you, Chris. Now, you can find today's conversation with Juan Martin and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. I share every episode of Fruitbox on my profile on LinkedIn. So do connect with me there to comment. Uh, please post your comments on what you hear and do reshare uh, my post with your followers as well. 
And don't forget to let me know what issues you want to hear discussed here on Fruitbox. Stay tuned and continue to make Fruitbox your regular listen. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.